Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, this is Bitch Slap. I'm Rachel Fisher. I'm Desi Jettikin. And this is Season 1, Episode 17, Jake versus Jake. Yeah, intriguing title. (laughs) Jake versus Jake, and this is Melrose Place. Wow. We open with the radio guy. He's back. The radio guy's back. This time he actually introduces himself. It's Rick Dees, who's a very famous... Or he was a very famous morning radio guy. I know. Guy. I was shocked. I was like, w- w- was it always him? No. I don't think it was always him. No, it was weird. Because I, I was like, I thought that was gone, too. Yeah, I thought we had abandoned the morning DJ. But no, we also get a very topical Hillary Clinton joke. <laughs> it's morning at Melrose Place. And Billy is... Telling Allison about what a great mall Santa he would be. He's like convinced that he would be the greatest mall Santa of all time. He's like an elf. Yeah. Because he doesn't look like a Santa. Like obviously you can do all the beards and padding, but even we'll see later, he doesn't look like Santa. He doesn't have the face for Santa and obviously he doesn't have the body for Santa. He's too ripped. Also... He's too young. He's way too young to be Santa. Um, And he's wearing another one of his Hawaiian shirts. This is a look he's like really into lately. And he says to Allison, in a funny way, it actually connects me to my writing. Like he's trying to make excuses for why being a mall Santa would help his writing career. Right. He's going to do like an undercover investigation into the world of mall Santas. Honestly, that could be interesting, but not from his perspective. And Allison is not indulging Billy in any of this. She's just not in the mood. And sensing that, Billy makes a very dark joke, possibly the darkest joke we've had thus far on Melrose Place. He says, maybe I'll grab an M16 and blow everyone away at the Beverly Center before Christmas. Yeah, that's not a joke that would fly these days, I don't think. Yeah, because like mass shootings were just so like... More aware back then. I don't know if they were rare, maybe rare compared to today, but they're so, we just were there. They seem to be so much more prevalent. This is a very American episode of Melrose Place. Yes. Because not only did we get like a very dark mass shooting joke, but we also deal with our garbage healthcare system. Yes. This was a very American Melrose Place episode. 
Allison doesn't even react to this joke. And she's like, I'm just thinking about work. And Billy's like, what's going on? What's going on, Adelson? I want to know. And yeah, she, she's very distracted. Yeah, she's like cagey about it, and she just leaves for work. Over at Jane and Michael's, they have plans to go away for Christmas. They're going to go to San Francisco, which they call a very romantic city. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I, gr- nice. I grew up there. <laughs> it is nice. Michael is annoyed at Dr. Levin, and Jane is like totally in romantic Christmas vacation mode. Right. They're going for like a medical thing, but she's going to make like a trip out of it. And she's also gotten work there being a secret shopper for what's her face? K K beacon. Like, what does that even mean? She's going to go look at the items in stores and rip them off for K. (laughs) She's going to be like, here's what's hot in San Francisco. Let's do a knockoff. I have no idea what that meant. Whatever. Both of them have like work-related excuses to be there. Obviously, Michael's is like, that's the reason they're going to San Francisco. But yeah, Jane's going to make a trip out of it. She's wearing a really weird blouse that has clocks all over it. I know. I was like, is that like a Salvador Dali? (laughs) Yeah. It was really weird. Because Jane's artistic. She has to have like an artistic blouse. Right. And all of a sudden, Jane gets very horny for some reason. And she tells Michael to take his pants off. That was such a weird line. It came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. There was nothing building up to this horniness. Michael wasn't even being hot in this moment because he was just bitching about Dr. Levin. And she's like, wow, that makes me horny. I feel like they're trying to make it like these two just fuck all the time. They don't. But it never comes off like they're really into them, each other. No. So he, she wants to have a quickie. We get some silly sitcom music as they fall onto the bed. But Michael's like, his mind's elsewhere, clearly. I also love when they focus on his hand. Ew. And it was like, I can't remember, he like released it or something. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's when he got hard. That's when he got harder. That's when it slid in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Jake needs to borrow $20 from Billy, which is hilarious that anyone would think Billy has a spare $20. Also, where are you taking someone for lunch for $20? Like it's not a taco stand, like it's a restaurant. Yeah, even in 1992, you're not having a two-person lunch in Los Angeles for $20. Right, it was crazy. But he's like that desperate for cash, he's asking Billy. And he says it's because his old girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend's in town, and he doesn't want to look like a deadbeat. And she's the one who got away. Right. <laughs> now, Allison goes to the doctor's office to find, we we learn that, She's in some kind of pain, and that's why she was being weird this morning with Billy and not being playful with him. And we find out that her uterus is enlarged, and this is she's very concerned about this. They don't know exactly what's going on. She, they're like, "Is it possible you're pregnant?" She's like, "No, we use protection." Right, her and Keith. We remember they use protection because she was like, "I want to see what you look like wearing this." Condom. Um, Matt and Rhonda are unloading food from a van. They're doing like their charity work. Matt Matt's like distributing food to shelters and kids in yeah. need. Um, typical Matt behavior. He's a saint. And Rhonda gets into an argument with a very cute man. 
about a flat of strawberries. He says it's his flat of strawberries, and she's like, no, this is ours. She's adamant, too. She's so, this is like, that's so embarrassing when that happens, when you're like freaking out about something where you're like, someone stole my thing, and then you find it, and you left it in some weird place. Right. Well, because she like just goes into this market and picks up a crate of strawberries as if it's hers. Yeah. I mean, you could just tell she was in the wrong. She was in the wrong here. And this guy um, is, she's like bickering with this guy about it. Eventually, Matt comes by. He's like, oh, Rhonda, this is our flat of strawberries. (laughs) we, We left it in the car. And we learned that this guy's name is Terrence. And there's obviously some attraction here. I think the thing with Rhonda, like her one defining characteristic, she like, goes to a 10 and she's always wrong. Like, I feel like we've seen this behavior from her several times where she just go, takes something to this next level where it's a simple thing like, oh, let's check and see whose strawberries these are. Right. Like she immediately was in a fight with this guy for no reason. Yeah. It was very weird. Cause she also doesn't seem like she knew what she was doing there either. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. I feel like the writers didn't know what to do with Rhonda, which is so... Which is such a pity because I really love uh, Vanessa Williams and I feel like, like I've said before, we could have had so much more. We could have even had so much more. Like Terrence could have become a, a a main character. I think the thing with Rhonda is like they think her going to this 10 is a personality, but it just makes her look unhinged because yeah. it doesn't really add up to no. what we see from her normally. Like she's really chill. She's fun. And then in these moments, she's like, seems a little unhinged. Yeah, it doesn't seem earned for her character. Um, so yeah, R- but Rhonda has like, sparks are flying between her and this Terrence guy. This also doesn't add up for me though. Like, it goes from like them fighting to them, like, I don't see why he would have asked her out to dinner in this moment. Yeah. There was no playful fighting even, like. No, he probably would have been like, all right, weirdo. Yeah. These are my strawberries. Like, even if, she, if there was something remotely funny, and she, even when she fi- finds out the strawberries are, are, aren't hers, she's not really, she's still mad. Like, it was just weird to me. Because I was like, why would he ask her out in this moment? Like, I guess he was just like, this lady's so hot, I'm going to take a chance. I guess, I'm going to yeah. shoot my shot. He does. He's like, you're great. You're, I love your look and your spirit. Like... He it's wants a very fast turnaround. Yeah. Um, and she completely softens. Yes. Well, we find out that Allison isn't pregnant, but the doctor wants to do a sonogram to see what's going on. And this is where Allison reveals that she doesn't have health insurance. And as we know, as as Americans, not having health insurance is very expensive, even though having health insurance is also very expensive. Well, it's expensive, and sometimes they won't even take you in right. without it. Right. So she knows she's going to be in for some trouble here. Yeah. Jake is having lunch with his ex-girlfriend at a fancy hotel. This is where she has asked him to meet her. And she's like wearing a business suit. That Now, this woman, like right off the bat, does not look like a woman that Jake would be with. This is clearly, she's gone through some kind of life change since they last broke up. And this is like not a $20 lunch place, even more when we see it. (laughs) No. it's like a hotel atrium, 
like yeah. one of those restaurants where it's like glass everywhere. Yeah. And, um, and she also, this actress, I feel like every actress from the early 90s looked like her. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it was like there's so many who have that look. It's kind of like, what's the actress's name from Terminator? Yes, she looked like exactly Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton. She had that look. She has a Linda Hamilton vibe, and you know what I'm talking about. Um, I mean, she's gorgeous, but yeah, I feel like this is a look, I don't know. I feel like I've seen this face several times. Yes. Jake's ex, whose name is Colleen, also reveals that she's married now, and Jake's face immediately is like, damn, no sex? Yeah. He's he's not getting back he's like, together. I, I'm not getting any at the com- complex right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and she also has a kid. His name is David, and he's four and a half years old. And then she's like, and Jake, you're the father. Yeah. Now, Jake does what he does where he goes from zero to 60 in about half a second, where he his his anger issues flare up. He immediately flips out. He just goes to rage. He's like, why were you going to tell me? I mean, at least in this example, it's justified a little bit. It's a little more justified. Because that's shocking news. It is shocking. Um, but Jake definitely, as we'll see in this episode, is like takes this information and does not think things through and wants to just make the most rash decisions possible. Right. Thank God for Joe. Thank God for Joe. Now, he's upset, and she's like, I really just want you to sign these papers saying that Robert, my husband, would legally be David's dad because that's the only dad he's known. That's who he considers his father. You'll always be his bio dad, but like, I just need this for legal purposes. And Jake's pissed. He's like, I'm not going away. I thought it was sad when he's like, is he nice? Is he smart? Yeah. (laughs) sad. I felt I for Jake in this. I did. Um, I feel like he's irrational, but at the same time, it's a difficult... She could have broached it a little more gently, I think. She definitely could have broached it more gently. You're right. Because um, it's like you're telling him this information, and then you're like, and I don't want you in his life. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I feel like... Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. So... Later at Shooters, Joe and Jake are there. Jake just wants to be alone. He just wants to have like mopey Jake time. I love how this scene started though, because it is a it is a, an eternal question all of us have. Joe says, "What is it about this place that sucks us all?" <laughs> it was such a random line because it had nothing to do with what was going on with Jake. Yeah. But it was like, yeah, why are you guys always at Shooters? We all want to know. The thing I love so much about Joe's character on this show is that she's sort of like the audience voice. Yes. She is always sort of pointing out the absurdity of the things that are happening around her. That's true. And this is a great example of that where yeah. she's like, what is what, it about this what's place? so great about Shooters? I mean, she's from New York. She's been to a million bars. Yes. And obviously she lived like a society life, so she's been to a million kinds of parties and stuff. Yes. And she's just like, really, this place? Yeah. This is where we hang out every single very time? Funny. Um, I just would love to know what the writer was thinking. It's like, we got to say something. I think <laughs> why are they always at Shooters? Especially because Sandy isn't here anymore? Like, Right. So... She's like, just tell me what's going on. And so they sit down and talk, and he tells her 
about what's going on with his ex-girlfriend, Colleen. And Jake tells her he just wants his son in his life. And Joe tells him, she's like, I think you might be wrong. Like, think about this. You could be blowing up this kid's life and his whole family if you sue for custody. Like, think about the kid. And and this is where I was like, thank God for Joe, because she is like the sort of... um, objective voice of reason in this. Well, she's just presenting like, let's think about this, right? Yeah. Instead of Jake, where he acts purely on emotions and doesn't think things through. Um, And Jake doesn't like hearing this. He's like, I just want to be alone. At Billy and Allison's, Allison's on the phone when Billy walks in and Billy's like, who is that? So nosy. They're so in each other's lives. She doesn't want to tell him what's going on. And he's like, I just want to be there for you, Allison. Allison's obviously still in a mood. And while this is this would be a really stressful situation for anybody, and a lot of us have been in this situation where we don't know how we're going to pay for something healthcare related. But for Allison, she's the type of person who needs who ha, who's like very she needs order and control in her life. Right. And this is it. She's been thrown into a situation where she has no control. She feels like her life's going to spiral out of out of control. Right. This is not a good place for her to be in. And so she immediately turns to what comforts her and that's scolding Billy that he drank the last soda. She should just tell him, though, I think. Like, look, I'm dealing with a medical thing. I'll let you know more. No. Because it just creates more stress for her, I think. Yeah. Because Billy's trying to butt in. Because like, we know you're going to tell him eventually, Allison. You gotta. You're, and he wants to know. He's very nosy. And you're very nosy, too. Yes. They switch off every episode. <laughs> we talk about this every episode, that one of them comforts the other yes. each episode. Meanwhile, Terrence and Rhonda are on their first date, and they enter a nice restaurant, and Rhonda immediately makes a comment about how the maitre d' was snooty to them. Right. And Rhonda's feeling apprehensive about being in this place. She feels like she isn't necessarily welcome there, like, oh, like... It's just not... It doesn't even look that nice. It didn't look that nice, but Rhonda doesn't like the vibe. She doesn't Mm. like the vibe she's getting. Then they get seated, and their table is by the kitchen, which Rhonda makes another comment about. She's like, they sit us in the back of the restaurant. Right. And Terrence is very smooth. He's not reacting to this. He's sort of just going with the flow. And this is when it's revealed that Terrence owns the restaurant. Which is surprising that they have that bad seat. Yeah. Like, I don't know why he chose that. Maybe he thought it was the most private. Maybe. But, um, or maybe it just shows he's down to earth, even though he owns the restaurant. Or to be by the chef. To be by the chef. Let's take a quick break here. We'll be right back. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The next day, Jake shows back up at the hotel where Colleen is staring, staying with a very sad looking teddy bear. And Jake is staring. <laughs> Maybe that's where you were thinking. Yeah, he is staring. He the like, teddy bear was so sad. It was pathetic. Like, don't bring anything, Jake. Well, it's just like, it's exactly like what we would think a guy like Jake who has no, like, interest really in being a dad or know how to be a dad. Yeah. It's kind of like divorced dad behavior almost. Jake is like, he thinks he wants to be a dad. Like he has this fantasy idea about what it would be like to be a dad. But even though this is really like to like supplement to sort of like fill this void he has inside of him from his own fucked up childhood, he thinks that this is going to fix him. Yeah. I also think he has like a strong desire to do the right thing. Yes. But it's like sometimes doing the right thing isn't being the dad. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's sort of a self-serving doing the right thing. Right. He has he he's not thinking about the the bigger picture. He's right. just thinking about like, oh, do the right thing, be dad, kick kick his like real dad out of the picture <laughs> and make the kid's life hell. He's not thinking about like the consequences of of, right. of his actions necessarily. Um and so he's staring at David, who's playing in the pool with Robert and Colleen. And Colleen notices Jake, and so she marches up to him, and she's like, what are you doing here? It's weird. And she calls him out. She's like, don't pull this macho crap <laughs> where you're, like, going to st- stand in. You're going to, like, right. stand your ground as, like, I'm the real dad. Um, and we get David, like, looks at Jake as she walks away with him, he doesn't meet him, but, no. but David looks at him. And we no- get a very bit long glance. We get a very long glance that he notices my mommy's talking to some guy in a leather jacket <laughs> with a teddy bear. Rhonda runs into Terrence while she's walking down the street, and he's driving a Mercedes convertible. And he invites her to go to Catalina with him. Just randomly. Just randomly. He's like, you want to go to Catalina? (laughs) Terrence loves trips. Yes. Surprise trips. And she's like, well, I can't today. I have to do all these errands. And he's like, well, at least let me drive you around to do your errands. And she's like, hmm. Hop on in. Okay. And so she is like, hey, this isn't the same car you were driving last night. And he's like, well, that's my schlepping around car. This is my town car. So Terrence has some money. Yes. And this is exciting for Rhonda. He's good looking. He's nice. He's smooth. He's got multiple cars. And we don't really know what he does outside of owning the restaurant. He seems like more money than a restaurant owner would have. He probably owns like real estate. Yeah. You know, he's like got his shit together. 
Uh, this is an alarming scene because Billy is in a Santa costume. And he's like the skinniest Santa ever. This is wrong. It's very wrong. He's like a he's like a serial killer Santa Santa. It looks like Billy in a Santa <laughs> costume. Like you're not fooled. You're no, not no kids are seeing this guy and being like that's Santa. They're gonna be like, You gave my mom a cab ride and hit on her. <laughs> yeah. I know you. Exactly. And he says to Allison, ho, 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 little girl. I wrote, this is just sad. And she's not into it. No. And she goes, oh, good. You got the job. And then she starts crying. He's like, what's wrong? Bad Santa in your past. (laughs) (laughs) So Allison tells him she has a fibroid in her uterus and it's growing fast and she needs surgery. And... She also says that this tumor could also mess up her chance of having kids. Right. So this is really scary. Billy tries to comfort her. He's like, I'm going to be there for you. And she's like, I just, the problem is I can't pay for it. And she says, I was saving up for health insurance, like, but I couldn't even afford that. And he gives her his beard as a tissue. So gross. <laughs> I was like, no one wants that. The funny thing about this scene is like, as they, at like, <laughs> he, prog- he like, he slowly starts taking off pieces of the Santa costume. Right. While he's comforting her. Cause like, you can't really comfort someone in a serious way while you're like dressed like Santa. No, it's like, yeah, he's trying to be subtle about it. <laughs> like one piece at a time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like soon, eventually the hat even comes off. Right. Um, Billy's like, there has to be a way you can pay for it. Yeah. Um, and then, Billy always lucks out. The thing I love about Christmas themed episodes in sitcoms and TV shows is you get like mixed in with the score. You get like, uh, like a jingle bells or a deck the halls. Right. And they have some very Manhattan transfer esque yeah. versions but like we get a little deck the halls with boughs of holly that plays in the score. Yeah, it's very weird. That night, Joe arrives home with a grocery bag with a baguette sticking out of the top. <laughs> Classic move. And she goes over to Jake's house because she wants to apologize for upsetting him, for basically being brutally honest with him at Shooters. Did you catch Joe's pants? No, I didn't. But I think in the next episode, she's wearing a really bad vest. Maybe these it's are this hideous. One. They're like different prints oh, on jeans. I yes, think. I think there was a clock on those pants too. It, there might have been. I couldn't. I couldn't piece out like what the fabric exactly was, and they were also very pleated and yeah. kind of billowy. Mm-hmm. It just didn't seem like a, a Joe pant. She borrowed them from Allison. Yes. Clearly. <laughs> So she goes inside and they talk and drink wine. And Jake is like, I'm going to get a lawyer and get custody. And Joe is just sort of quiet and just kind of lets him talk through this at this point. Right. And then he starts talking about his mom. And it's like, ah, here's what this is really about. Right. He's trying to fix his own childhood. Yes. And he says, is that going to be David and me? Yeah. And Jake is like, I'm a good mechanic, but I'm not a good dad or husband. And he, but then he's like, but I want to take care of that kid. And Joe says to him, well, have you thought about what it would be like to have a kid in your life? It's like also really expensive. 
Right. And he gets mad at this. He doesn't want to hear reality. It's Jake versus Jake. It is. <laughs> and he's like, you don't understand this and you don't understand me. That's where Jake always goes to. Right. He's always misunderstood. The next day, Billy and Allison go to the hospital. And because Billy has this idea, he's like, if you meet face to face with the, if you meet face to face with these guys at the hospital, they're going to feel bad for you. Yes. And like, let you get a cheap surgery (laughs) or whatever, or not have insurance. And so Allison meets with this guy in billing, I guess. He's like some clerk. And he's a dick. This guy was, I wanted to punch him. He's like, uh, we can't take you if you don't have insurance. He's just a classic, like, bureaucrat. Yeah, where it's just really frustrating, where, like, even though she's face-to-face, he's still not talking to her like a human being. And he's like, well, unless you prepay, but that'll be around $15,000. And they don't have a payment plan. No, it's not layaway. And he's like, and it's going to be like that at every hospital you go to. Right, because Billy's like, well, let's try somewhere else. Right. (laughs) And Allison's, like, in the parking lot, Allison's like, maybe I shouldn't even have the surgery. And Billy is like, well, I can borrow the money from my parents if we haven't figured it out by tomorrow. Like they have 15000 Right. And he's like, you're my best friend, and I'm going to do everything I can to help you. Allison's wearing a fully denim outfit in this scene. <laughs> There's lots of denim like styles going on. Yeah. Matt is at the apartment complex with a shiny green tinsel garland. And he's like, ooh, I love Christmas decorations. <laughs> and Jane and Michael are there. They're back. They're back. It seemed like, wait, they're back? And there's no talk of like what happened like at the how conference, their, how their trip was, like nothing. They talk about the decorations, but that's it. Yeah. Uh, Michael is like, you should have seen San Francisco, the decorations up on Geary Street. Oh, right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and as he's talking, Billy and Allison arrive at the complex, and Billy is like in a mood, and he goes, Oh, right. When you were up there hobnobbing with your medical fees. Right. He's, Billy's mad. He's placing the blame on Michael Mancini now because Michael is a doctor and Billy hates all doctors now. Yes. Because they won't operate on Allison for free. <laughs> and he's like, I'm sick of doctors and their rules and regulations. <laughs> it's like, it's not the doctors. It's not the doctors. It's the healthcare industry. Jane is like, well, actually, at the doctor's conference, they were very concerned about the state of healthcare in America. <laughs> And Billy goes, what a load. (laughs) Rhonda then descends the stairs with Terrence wearing a beautiful silver slip dress with a matching wrap. And Terrence is in a tuxedo. She looks beautiful. And Matt goes, wow, look at that. (laughs) And Rhonda's like, we're going to the symphony. And she introduces everyone to Terrence. Rhonda's getting her, like, Cinderella story. Yes. She's the next Sandy. She, we, know, <laughs> we know this is how they push Rhonda out of the cast. Michael pulls Allison aside, and he's like, what's going on with Billy? Why is he being such a dick? 
and he and Allison tells him what's going on. So he offers to help. He goes inside the apartment and she like is like, this is what's going on. And Michael is like pondering and he goes, so no medical insurance and your parents can't help. And Billy goes, no, weren't you listening to her? (laughs) (laughs) He's still mad at Michael. He's furious. And I also love when Allison is like, it's just so disgusting having something growing in your body. (laughs) I was like, Jesus, Allison. And Allison goes, Billy, will you calm down? And he's like, no. He's, Billy... When he's mad, he's like a three-year-old. He's like a child. Yeah, it's really... it's and, and Michael's like, well, I'll see what I can do. And then Allison's like, oh, Billy, you got sodas. Oh, right. And he's like, I'm going to stick by you. <laughs> got you soda. I'm going to stick by you through this. I got you, got you Hanson sodas. I drank them all, and now I re- replenish them. Yeah. At the mechanic shop, Colleen shows up after hours to talk to Jake, and he's like, I'm busy. And she's like, I can help work on your bike. Yeah. We find out. Colleen also used to be a mechanic. She knows her (laughs) way around a motorcycle, and she has no problem getting dirty. No, that's what they have in common. Yeah. And he lets her in, but they start arguing immediately. And she's like... By signing your name, Jake, you can give David a solid home. And he's not having it. And she's like, look, whether you like it or not, Robert is his father. I mean, you just know Jake's eventually going to do the right thing. Yes. That's who he is. That's who he is. Uh, He just has to have like a little tantrum first. And like we said before, it is understandable that he would be freaked out by this whole situation. Um. I love this, though, when Jake says, well, maybe I want some responsibility and direction in my life. And Colleen's like, uh, you can do that without a kid. You can do that on your own, Jake. You don't have to have a kid to 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 want to have responsibility. Colleen knows Jake. Like, yes. she definitely has his number. She totally has his number. And he's like, I'll call you tomorrow. And she leaves. The next day at the shop, Jake picks up the payphone and he calls Colleen at the hotel and David picks up the phone and he's like, is your mommy there? And he talks to Colleen and he's like, let's work something out. I just want to spend a little time with David. That's all. Mm. So then we get a really cheesy scene of Jake getting ready. He needs to find the perfect outfit to meet David. I didn't know Jake had that many outfits. I just thought he had white t-shirts and jeans and jackets. This is like five variations of a suit. Which yeah. I was like, he has any of that? And he's combing his hair like a greaser. He's like, <laughs> uh, it's like grease. He's like Danny Zuko. Yes, getting ready for prom. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he finally settles on like an ugly blazer with jeans. Of course. Business casual. Mm. At lunch, David is having a cheeseburger. He's having one of those hotel cheeseburgers. We all know what that cheeseburger tastes like. With the sesame bun. With the sesame bun, it comes with that little metal container of like mayonnaise on the side. Or special sauce. Or special (laughs) sauce, maybe. And David is like wearing a little cable knit sweater because he's like a rich kid. Yeah. But he's really sweet. And he's like, you and my mom were yelling at each other yesterday. And 
Colleen has, has to explain to David that it's okay that sometimes people argue and they're not mad at each other anymore. And he's like, okay. And we get some like very sappy music. And then David dips his French fries into the mayonnaise. And Jake notices this and he's like, does your dad like mayonnaise on French fries? And he's like, no. And Jake's like, wow, he inherited that trait from me. He's thinking that. Also, the kid is dipping it in the caddy yes. mayo. I was like, that's for everyone. You put some on your plate. <laughs> <laughs> Do you wow. Know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. Because it had like a little spoon in it and yeah. he was just dipping it. I was like, oh. So he's, um, Jake agrees to sign the papers though. Yeah. He agrees. Look, there's no time for a kid on Melrose Place. No. Like, we got rid of Jane and Michaels. We're not doing that now. Look, um, there will eventually be an an arc with a child on Melrose Place. And and no offense to the child actress, but that storyline drags. It's hard to do kid storylines, I think, in certain types of shows. Well, it kind of feels like... Yes, when it's on this kind of show that relies on so much, like, quote-unquote, edgy adult situations, especially in, like, the later seasons or the coming seasons of Melrose Place, having a kid just sort of, like, knocks off the pH balance. Right, and usually they're just a catalyst for the story between the adults regarding the kid, possibly. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's It's, not... It's not my favorite plot device, just, like... Um, pregnancy storylines aren't always my favorite plot device. No. Or having a baby, it sort of feels like the having a baby trope, especially on sitcoms, is a way for the writers to breathe new life into the show. Right, and get like a cute kid in. It doesn't work for me. No, It really doesn't work for me. Um, Unless the kid's like a serial killer. It's just, it's also become such a trope that even the ones that might be more genuine seem like a trope. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Um, So Jake and Colleen and David, they have a nice little lunch. Michael shows up to D&D. Is this Michael's first time at D&D? I think so. At first I was like, Billy, what are you doing at D&D again? But it it was Michael. No, we've only seen Billy show up there, I think. And Keith. Well, Keith, yeah. (laughs) So... He has something for Allison. He lets her know that he can get her admitted as a teacher's patient. Right. So she would be like a a model. They could educate with her. They could use Allison's surgery for educational purposes, and it would be at no cost. And she is thrilled. Yeah. Even though she's very nervous about the surgery. But Michael assures her, you're in good hands. Jake and Colleen and David all stand outside the hotel by Jake's bike. And of course, David's like, wow, cool bike. Can I get on? It's genetic. It's genetic (laughs) that he's into motorcycles. And they have like a very sweet, emotional goodbye. Jake never tells David that he's his bio dad. No, but this will be a memory one day for that dorky kid. Yes. He'll be like, oh, that was my real dad. The guy with the bike. (laughs) The hot guy with the bike. The hot guy. Um, this was fucking bizarre. As Jake hugs David <laughs> goodbye, we see Joe in the bushes snapping pictures. Now, it did look creepy, but I do feel like the result was very uh, sweet. The result was very sweet, but it was bizarre. 
Yeah, because we just see her there. We don't even see her storyline of like her being like, I'm going to do this. Like, If there was different music playing in this scene, this could have been played as like a stalker. Oh, totally. Like a creepy stalker moment. Like the father hired her or something. Yeah. <laughs> like we get her in the bushes snapping pictures with like ominous music. Could have been a totally different scene. Because then the following scene is her in the dark room developing the pictures. Yes. And we could have had creepy music there and too. And that's also always kind of creepy, dark rooms. Right. But, <laughs> but it, of course in this episode it's played to be very wholesome that night jake is eating pizza and drinking beer in the kitchen when joe arrives in her sexy shoulder cutout top very joe top yes now i noticed some things in jake's kitchen mm. first of all he has jane's crazy mixed up salt <laughs> which i find to be very 90s What's Jane's crazy? It's like that white container, like a tubular container, and it's like a seasoned salt. But it was very big in the 90s. Like everyone's like, you just put it on everything. And it's got like, it's tangy. And it's like, it's like a flavored salt that was just like something everyone had in the 90s. Oh my God. Do you remember it? It's spelled with a K. Yes. Jane's crazy mixed up salt. (laughs) I just saw it on his like, those little shelves they have by the sink. It just made me laugh because it's so 90s. And the other very 90s things is Jake had these glasses with a cobalt blue swirl. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Why was cobalt blue glasses? They were everywhere. With some kind of, it's like... They weren't blown glass, but they had that look of blown glass because obviously they were not expensive and blown glass is very expensive or hand blown glass, but they always had like the bubble in it. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And like the thing on the bottom. Yes. Yeah. So Um, he had those glasses made me laugh. He got those from an (laughs) ex-girlfriend. Absolutely. Some girlfriend left them at his house. So she shows up. Joe shows up and she presents the photos to Jake and he's not creeped out at all by this. No. He's really touched. He's like, wow. He puts the picture on the fridge. That irritated me. I was like, you got to get that framed, Jake. Yeah. Just stick it on the fridge. See, this is why he can't be a dad. (laughs) No. Um, He just sticks it on the fridge and we get a very sappy sitcom ending. Yes. Overall, this episode was pretty boring. We're back into that territory we talked about, I think, the last two episodes. It felt like a little bit back at the beginning. Yeah. It seems like at this point, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they had been in like some kind of negotiation for Heather Locklear at this point in the game, right? Because she's coming up pretty soon. Soon. So they must have been in some had some kind of plan for this explosive character to enter. Maybe they didn't want to start... A running storyline. Yeah. At this point. Right. Um, so I feel like they're sort of taking two steps back yes. in the past f- few episodes to sort of, it's like the quiet before the storm. Because I think that Sydney shows up next episode. Not I next. I mean, not next, but in two episodes. Yeah. Um, so we're going to start getting into that Melrose place that we all know and love. Classic Melrose yes. moment. Yeah. Sydney, Andrews. Shows up very soon. Yeah, and Heather or Amanda. And Amanda Woodward. So So that's like very exciting. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. We're going to talk about episode 18 next. Christmas. A very Christmas Melrose. Bye. Bye.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.